Welcome to a Drop Tent Media Production. The Porcupine with Adam Nutter. What is up, bitches? That's right, you're all bitches. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I love you guys. Welcome to the Porcupine. It is Adam Nutter, as always, your host. Uh, you guys are great. Totally love everybody listening to the show and supports it, and keep doing it. That's awesome. Um, oh, I guess this comes out uh, in two weeks. So, real quick for me again, you can catch me at Adam Nutter on all social media. But I guess September 11th, oddly enough, is the next show with the pop in. Uh, Chalfont, PA, right outside of Philly. Two shows, 7.30, 9.30 show. Pop in uh, in Chalfont, Pennsylvania. Get your tickets, droptant.com slash events. These shows sell out, so get your tickets. Uh, and then I, I'll have other stuff, I'm sure, coming up. I just can't fucking think of anything right now. It's fine. Uh, go to my social media for all my upcoming show dates, and I'll be places, like always. All right, it's enough of me. Guys, my guest this week is one of my favorite people in the world. Uh, you guys know him from the Daniel 3 Biblical Anarchy Podcast and my co-host of the Take Human Action Podcast, Mr. Jacob Winograd. What's up, sir? Uh, not much, Adam. How are you doing tonight? How are you, sir? I'm great. Awesome. Happy to be here. Thanks for inviting me on. Yeah, dude. Excited. Fucking, of course, man. Uh, of course, we do do the Take uh, Take Human Action Podcast together. That's uh, We start me, you, Rob Coburn, and Matt Rickline. Yeah, those are my favorite. I mean, like, I like that podcast more than my personal podcast. Like, <laughs> I probably even shouldn't say that, but I don't know. It's just, it's more fun, like, talking with a bunch of friends and stuff. And, you know, I, I've said this on our podcast, like, you're like this nice glue. Like, whenever me and Rob have to go on, just the two of us, like, we're we're very similar. Um, And and so, like, you bring this nice little, like, spice to the mix that helps to, like, round, round us out a little bit so we're not just a bunch of nerds. Thank you. That's Jacob's nice way of being like, you're trash, and it adds nice to our niceness, <laughs> but it adds a little flair. Like, your trash has flair. <laughs> no, but that's why I love you and Rob, though, because, like, uh, you guys are so, like, you're way more analytical, and you're way more, like, you guys are way more book smart. So, like, you guys know your shit, like, way more than I do. So, like, when you guys could bring up references, and, like, I have brain trauma, so I can't. <laughs> so, it's like, you guys, like, I know that, and you'll be like, it's from fucking this book, and it's from this line, and it's from this author, and I'm like, yeah, get him. <laughs> you know, I'm just like, you're hype, man. <laughs> but, like, that, we need you guys. Like, we need guys like you who are, like, the, the fucking comeback guys, especially for our detractors. You know, <laughs> which yeah, are yeah, uh, sure. plentiful. Yeah, no, there's 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 plenty of those people um, going around. Of course, they have no freaking uh, standards, no honor. I mean, they you know they they dox my friend Reed. Yeah. They dox even when they dox people though. They dox people the dumbest way. Like somebody posted a picture of my house on the internet. I was like, okay, like yeah, <laughs> yeah. cool. <laughs> I don't know. Like, <laughs> it's like you're not gonna do anything, pussy. Like, shut right. up. <laughs> Like, I was like, I was like, I guarantee you, behind the doors of my house are many um, weapons of ballistic type, <laughs> ballistic nature that you will not be happy to see if no, you decide pukies. to come to my house. Yeah, man. Like, I, I that's the thing too is like, I'm a comic, so like, you can't, I can't lose my job. I don't care. Like, you can say whatever you want to me. It's great. I'm still gonna go do shows. I'm still gonna do my podcast. Like. And if you take a picture of my house, then I'll kill you with my bare hands. That's fine, too. <laughs> like, I'm also a sociopath <laughs> who knows MMA. So, like, that's fine. Like, you want to go that route? It's fine. But no one's ever tried to dox me yet. But I just, I mean, you know, we all get shit online constantly just from the usual. Yeah. Yep. Well, I've had people, I don't know if you saw, uh, I shared it in the chat. Um, yeah. We have, like, a bunch of signal chats. But 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 one of them, and it's funny because he, he talks about my podcast, and he's like, oh, shitty, shitty uh, Mises Caucus podcaster in his basement. And I was like, I don't know if I have such a shitty podcast. He seemed to be very obsessed with me because he literally took a screenshot of yeah. me in my in my my uh, setting here and made a bunch of like uh, graphics and stuff on it. And the best part of it was that this little baby Yoda doll right here that my kids got for me, he called it a, a Yoda flashlight. I responded with, I didn't even know those existed. So the fact that you commented said it's a Yoda flashlight probably says more about you than me. Yeah, I know. I didn't want to give that account credence because I know what you're talking about, which I'm sure that account watches. I know it watches this podcast too, but uh, 
got suspended. I, I um, I, he did get suspended. I know. Um, <laughs> I would see that that shit. I love that shit. Like I love. I, I wish you that to me. I would have fun with it. I've been like, yeah. I'm a fucking, I'm a shitty podcast. <laughs> like, who cares? Like, it doesn't matter. Like, that what are you doing with your life? Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's that's the whole thing. It's like, I'm not saying I'm like, you know, like my shit doesn't stink. Like, I'm all that. It's just like, I don't know. Like, this is something I do for fun. Something that I'm doing to try to like, you know, put my, my message out there. Because I think everyone, honestly, like, if you care about liberty, if you care about, if there's something you're really passionate about, then, you know, go start a podcast. Go, go do something to try to, um, you know, like the world isn't changed by a bunch of people that have ideas in their head and don't try to put it out there. Right. I mean, you know, I mean, Thomas Paine, he wrote a tiny little book called Common Sense mm. and that had a huge impact. I, there's no way he knew that was going to have the impact it did. So like, you know, but at the same time, that book wouldn't have been as impactful if there weren't a bunch of people who were inspired by that, who then went out and used their voice to go out and talk to the people around them. Right. So that's all I'm doing. It's like, I don't think I'm fantastic. I just think, I have a voice. I'm willing to talk. My wife says I never shut up. I was like, all right, well, I might as well, you know, go in and, and talk about it on, online. And I, I see the impact it has. It's not huge, but I have people that, that care about what I want to say, that the perspective I bring, especially people who are, who are, you know, have similar backgrounds to me as being a Christian. I, I mean, I can't tell you on a weekly basis, I get um, tagged on Twitter or on Facebook and people go like, I think I'm a Christian and a libertarian or I'm a Christian and an anarchist. And like, can you do that? And then people tag me like, yeah, actually you can. Here, here's, <laughs> yeah. here's, you know, here's this podcast you can go listen to. And I'm not the only one. There's a bunch of other guys that like, um, that, that are out there. There's an anarcho Christian podcast, the bad Roman podcast, uh, Godarchy, a bunch of other guys who, who are like me, but like, you know, we have different spheres. Like no, no one's going to hit and talk to everybody. Right. Like we all have different spheres that we uh, can be effective in. So like, but what are you doing? Like if all you do is, just you know, I like your contribution is obsessing and shitting over other people. Then you know maybe you're just trash. I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I there's something with that mindset, right? And it's like uh, it's not it's not even a troll mindset because it's like it's like almost like a sociopathic mindset where hey man, if I hate something, I don't spend my time watching it to criticize it. I just don't even know it exists anymore. If there's a if there's a podcast I don't like or whatever, I'm like, yeah, I just don't pay any mind to it because that's what you should do. The fact that these people are, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, but this is hilarious. So my my co-owner of my network ran out to get a coffee and it started raining and he is legitimately so I'm very that's so fucking funny, dude. Your Thank you for your service. Pants are sagging from rain. That's so funny. That's so funny. That's so I'm so happy that happened to you. Uh, my coffee's wet. I'm, it's unacceptable. This is unacceptable. the first time I've. This is the first time I've ever said thank you for your service. Unironically. <laughs> yeah, thank you for your service, to you, good sir. You're a hero. <laughs> it's wet, so that's fine. I'll dock you a pay, but it's fine. <laughs> we co-own this. Uh, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, all right, that's so fucking funny. All right, what the fuck are they saying? Detractors. Uh, <laughs> Wet. He's wet. That's all I can think about was how wet he is now. <laughs> that was so fucking funny. Oh god damn it. That's not important. All right, Jacob. <laughs> this is this was a question I did want to ask you though. Uh, what brought you to the LP? Like not even the LP because I shouldn't say the LP. What brought you to the Liberty Movement? I'm sorry. Like just what brought you to the whole? Well, the idea answer is both. It's the same answer to both. Um, yeah. it was the Mises Caucus. It was people in the Mises Caucus, individuals. Like it wasn't like the the, the abstract. Like oh, the Mises Caucus exists, but like it was the Mises Caucus existing and organizing these people, and then those people being motivated to uh, go out there, be involved in the LP, be involved in Liberty Meetup groups in my area. And so I I met uh, Michael Heiss. I met Luke Enser. I met, you know, all these people that we run with now and, um, you know, they're the ones that brought me, I mean, I was already kind of looking into it and that's, I mean, I was a, so like I was a Bernie Sanders supporter back in 2015. So, I mean, I, I actually have more of a left-leaning background, but I, uh, um, I, and I'm like, I'm ashamed to say this, but it's just the truth. So I have to say it. The, the first crack in like my leftist ideology was actually watching a debate, um, between Cenk Uger of the Young Turks and mm -hmm. Ben Shapiro. And say what you want about Ben Shapiro. I mean, th there's a lot of things I disagree with him on uh, today, but he's really good on the economics at least. Yes, and so 
because he challenged my understanding of economics from that left-wing perspective, it just got me more interested in, in, into hearing more more right-wing or center or even libertarian viewpoints. So I started just absorbing a lot of things and watching people. I, I, like I, I, from Ben Shapiro, I, I found Dave Rubin. From Dave Rubin, I found Joe Rogan. And you know, Joe Rogan, like, you know, that's how I, I started listening to guys like Dave Smith and Tom Woods. So I was looking into libertarianism, um, but it, what really pushed me over the edge to become a libertarian and then later join the party was the, the friends I made who were from the Mises caucus. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying, man. Everyone's so fucking cool. Like, and everyone gets it, man. For the most part, everyone in the Mises caucus gets, like, gets what we're doing. They get the fucking message. Like, they get it. It's It's all these other haters that you know, are, are ruining the time, but like, uh, you just said something interesting. Now I fucking lose my train of thought. Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> I, I wrote it down too. Where the fuck is it? All right. Uh, you said you found like Dave Smith and stuff like that. So when you found Dave was, was that like even your real launch into like, all right, this is a hundred percent where I'm at. Like, this is like, was he like another catalyst for you to solidify your place in the Mises caucus? you think or like it De- took someone else yeah dave dave definitely dave uh yeah dave smith definitely helped push me over the edge into joining the caucus um and and becoming a little it was a you know it wasn't one thing but but definitely like i remember watching um like so early on while looking at libertarian stuff i saw a debate between dave smith and uh sam cedar which is funny because like that was like dave it was like a really old it was like an older video from when dave first started doing podcasting and stuff and um even by dave's own admission he didn't do the best in that debate but at the same time he made enough good points that it got me you know it was one of those things that kept like all right they have they have some points that are like interesting to think about um you know and he he mentioned the giuliani moment though that made me google that um and because i i really missed the ron paul days but what's funny is that like i still when people talk about like uh, did Ron Paul bring you to the movement? I always kind of say yes, because like it was just indirectly because I was brought in by the first, like I'm a second generation Ron Paul person because I was brought in by the first generation. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Kind of how I view it. But, but yeah, like when I went and saw uh, like, you know, watching all Ron Paul's old stuff, that was definitely huge. Um, you know, I, I, um, because I had watched Ben Shapiro, I found a video of Tom Woods and Dave Smith shitting on Ben Shapiro, which is, <laughs> which is amazing. Started to make me question, you know, uh, Ben Shapiro's, uh, brand of like conservative libertarianism a little bit. Um, because Ben Shapiro, like it was, what, you know, it's funny is like, I don't want to like go too much on Ben Shapiro here, but like, you know, he's always on these college campuses, like, uh, calling out like you know, young college leftists for their stupid, like, woke ideology and calling people racist. Ben Shapiro, the, the, I don't know if you ever watched that video, he he um, doesn't like Ron Paul. He calls Ron Paul a anti-Semite and a racist yeah. and an alt-right. Yeah, he's and I'm just dumb. like, yeah, it was just like, like, Ron Paul, really? Like, I know. Well, <laughs> how can you do that? Like, well, you said the thing about Ben Shapiro. It's like, yeah, he's good on some stuff, like economics, but it doesn't mean he's right about everything. I mean, he's also pro-war. <laughs> I mean, like, fuck yeah. him. Uh, he's, he's a piece of shit overall, but yeah, pieces of shit can have good ideas about economics. I mean, it is what it is. What it is. But like, oh, He's also been good lately on, like, the... the um covid passports on the lockdowns on mask mandates and um you know being against critical race yeah. theory so there you know it, there are people from left and right that i can appreciate but i just like hey you're good on this stuff you suck on this stuff right you know you just kind of you know it is what it is as a former lefty person with economic thought what how do you think it used to kind of work like what what was your hang up on the left side of it that you're like this is it and then you know Obviously, we yeah. know why it's wrong, but like, yeah. why? What? What were, what were right. you thinking about? It was right. So, 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 my um, original views on economics was very much like a social democrat. I was not like a socialist. I, I still thought we needed some kind of form of capitalism, but I thought like what you needed was heavily regulated capitalism, where um, you know, people had free education and free healthcare, so they didn't have to worry about that stuff. And there should be some regulations for wages. Um, I didn't push for a $15 minimum wage, but I thought like it should at least be more gradual and adjust for inflation over time. Um, I just kind of, you know, I was, I thought that the government should be there to make an equal playing field for everybody from the start and to have a social safety net. And then from there you have uh, competition and a meritocracy from, from, from that point of view. Um, But 
what what you know what what Ben, what ben Shapiro started to do, but then a lot of other you know better libertarians who had even better arguments started to you know crack in my mind was really a uh, showing the problem of scarcity and under and understanding how uh, economic economic calculation comes into play, how like trying to centrally plan really the like the whole thing is just. If you believe in central planning, then you'll always try to mix your capitalism with your statism because you're always like, you know, okay, okay, free free markets are cool, but like we can make them better. But the but the problem is central planning just doesn't work because you you can't um, you know, one person or even a group of like five or ten or fifty or a hundred people, they just can't like accurately understand even like one, like forget the entire economy. They can't even centrally plan one corner of the economy you know what i mean because it's just like they're not going to know enough about it they're not, they're not going to be able to predict prices they're not going to be able to predict human action right the, 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 the mises term they're not going to be able to humans are are chaotic creatures they're impossible to predict you know what i mean like i mean the weather is hard to predict but humans are even more so so you know a, a lot of that's what started to, to break down my barriers you know and and also kind of some of the deontological stuff kind of like just saying listen if the uh at the end of every law is is a government official with a gun to compel you to do it mm-hmm. and so that started to really click in my head too which was like um you know for for example like with universal health care it's like what you're basically going to create is a um the government's going to have to set price controls and it's going to control what doctors make and doctors aren't going to be able to make as much money. It's going to be harder for them to become doctors. Not as many people are going to want to come in. And then the ones that are there are forced to provide for everybody. And basically what it does is it turns doctors into slaves. And then, it, then you see all the rationing that happens under universal healthcare. Um, and then what they have to do is somehow boost the supply somehow. So then, uh, you know, it, 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 the thing just falls apart. So th- those are the things that kind of started to crack my, my, uh, that was like my original views on economics. And then th- those are the arguments that started to shift my worldview. Yeah. I always talk about, uh, the, the universal healthcare, you know, uh, scam idea of what it's really just a scam. Like, uh, Canada is the best example. And I told this on this podcast before, but like people don't understand like Canada's free healthcare. It's like, yeah, it's great if you break your leg and you got to go to the ER. It's great. Right, because like, oh, it's free. If there's an infection in your leg, you're fucking fucked. Because like, if you have cancer, you're fucked. Because how it works is, it's like, oh, you live in Toronto. Oh, you got cancer. Okay, well, your first appointment could be seven months from now, and it's in Vancouver. Can you make it? Oh, you can't. Yeah. yeah. Okay, then it's gonna be twelve months from now, and maybe it'll be in Ontario. It's like I'm gonna die. I'm gonna die of cancer. So that's why a lot of Canadians for any major disease or illness, they come to America. They don't go to Canada. But yeah. you have a lot of these fucking progressives and liberals be like, it's fucking, it's fine. That's it's like not the fine. Stories. It's, 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 it's like you're lying. You're hurting people that way. Right. Then there's like the stories, and I forget their names, but um, you remember the story about like the uh, the couple in Britain that had that baby that um, there weren't doctors in Britain that could do the operation needed to save their baby's life, but there was like in Germany, but Britain wouldn't let them leave. Like they wouldn't. They no. You can't leave. You can't leave this hospital and travel across the border to go to the uh, to to the German hospital, which is like you know it's not like for, traveling from Britain to Germany is not like, like three hours traveling. Yeah, I mean it's it's, it's kind of like for us to go to Ohio or something. Yeah, probably, you know what I mean? Like it's not that big of a fucking deal. So it wasn't like it, it wasn't like you know it, like if some if you were having a heart attack and I said I want to take you to Russia, they might go uh, that's that's stupid. Like don't do that. But you know if it was just like hey we we can't do what we need to do here, but we can transport him three hours over here and they can save his life. Well then like you should be able to do that. But that that really not only the universal healthcare part, but just the 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 state as this evil tyrannical force that just like. Um, you know that that story too really put, started to push me over the edge uh, as far as just seeing the you know when you start to like it's just like a domino effect once you start to see the the violence of the state and the coercive nature of the state in just one area you start to see it everywhere mm-hmm. and uh, it hit this point where i had a conversation on facebook with the people like my friends of mine and then they um they gave me uh the audiobook version of uh, freedom by adam kokesh and i absorbed that like in a day and that was like literally like a existential moment for me. Like I literally felt like Neo from the Matrix. Like like I literally had taken the red pill and had the thing detached from the back of my head. And I was just like, fuck. Like yeah. I just like suddenly I just had realized like, wow, like we aren't free. And like it's a it was a big fucking deal for me when I realized like we aren't really free here. Like, sure, like 
in in a in a sense that we can count ourselves lucky that our slave masters beat us less than maybe you know other countries where you know people they are actually still get beat. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. it's like you know we're 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 slaves in a different way, but we're still slaves. We're, we're still not free. Yeah, we're like so, indentured servants. <laughs> yeah, if anything, <laughs> you know? it's like actually over the over in those places, they're not actually in the matrix. It's just like they're literally enslaved by you know this this force whereas we are actually put into a matrix to like the simulated reality to make us think we are free and so um you know what i mean like with all this this talk of like you know american exceptionalism and and the the, the reframing of history from like the american revolutionary war to the civil war to even world war one or world war two i mean it's just you know what, what once that reality all cracked for me i mean it was yeah i was like you know, I was like, hey, maybe Alex Jones isn't fucking crazy. Like, maybe there are, I was like, interdimensional <laughs> aliens that are going to come down and, uh, you know, put lizards into people. Like, I don't know. Like, it doesn't sound as crazy anymore now. <laughs> well, the, dude, the thing with him is, like, he gets so much shit on because he's a fucking character, right? And, like, the Sandy Hook thing. But he's been right a, a bunch. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, it's, it's undeniable. I, I mean, the agent provocateur thing might be the biggest one. Where you have all the FBI agents in the Occupy movement, which was true. That's true now. Right. It's a yeah. fact. But he said that back when it was happening, and they're like, you're crazy. The federal government wouldn't make a peaceful riot violent. No, they 100% would to make an agenda. What are you talking right. And then he was like, they're doing this. And they went, you're crazy. Shut up. And then, what, two years go by? And they're like, we actually found out that the feds had guys in uh, you know, uh, peaceful protests smashing windows. It's you, like, you, okay, so I guess I wasn't crazy. I almost wonder if Alex Jones intentionally comes across as a crazy person so that they don't sh like kill him. Because it's like, if he came across really serious and professional and um, was the uh, whistleblower on a lot of this stuff, you know, they might go like, oh, wow, this guy is like an actual threat. We got to take him out. Whereas like when you come across like you're literally insane, it's like, all right, I'm going to mix in, you know, 30, 40% of like crazy, insane, batshit, crazy stuff that like makes me look like an idiot. But then all the truth stuff is still there. You so know what I mean? So I have it's a like theory on that. <laughs> you can't kill all the people who are yelling stuff because then that's the conspiracy coming to life. It's you're martyring people. Yeah, that's that too. So yeah. you can't also, the second part, uh, the great Patrice O'Neill, best comic of all time. Uh, unfortunately, not with us anymore. But he was on uh, old Opie and Anthony back in the day and talking about just like, you know, conspiracies and stuff like that. And he made a great point. He goes... If there's a crazy guy in the corner and he's just like covered in fucking whatever and he's taking marbles and shoving them up his asshole and he's going, two plus two is four, two plus two <laughs> is four, you go, wait a minute, that guy's fucking crazy, but two plus two is four. So even though like the thing he's doing might be crazy, what he's saying is fact. Right. So sometimes, so obviously that's a very hyper, a hyperbolic statement that he's trying to convey. But his point is, just because the message might be a little crazy, listen to what he's saying. And and what he talking, he wasn't talking about Alex Jones. Actually, he actually, he didn't mention Alex Jones because this is again, this is like two thousand fucking nine, probably. I was, you know, I heard this, but like, he's just talking about the the conspiracy guys of the day back then. You know, he's like, just because they might be a little out there. Listen to what they're fucking saying, and if 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 they're showing you like video proof, like the Bohemian Grove stuff, like hey, here's a vi I snuck in, here's a video of it. You call me crazy? Well, here it is. Uh, hey, the agent provocateur stuff. Well, here it is. Even the frog thing wasn't yeah, wrong. <laughs> and then what about like the the trying to I forget the one where they're like, trying to mix humans with some other animal. Uh, China j is doing that. Yeah, yeah, uh, that was China like, totally true. Officially, I said that they're trying to mix monkey. And a human embryo DNA or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So it was like, yeah, yeah. All, all this stuff is like, yeah. Like, I mean, it it's scary. I mean, it's almost. Yeah. And again, like, it's the kind of stuff that you don't want to be true. So you almost like you don't want to listen to it. And I, I still have that effect today. I mean, it's be you know you want to believe. Like I, I grew up in a very sheltered conservative home, and I just always had this, you know, pie in the sky. The world is a safe place, or at least America is a safe place, and you know, city on the hill kind of stuff. And yeah, I mean, it's almost heartbreaking every day. And I almost like when I, when I watch like the matrix is a brilliant movie and I use references there a lot, but like, you know, the guy that portrays them and he's like talking to the matrix yeah. uh, people and he's like eating the steak. Like, I know this isn't real, but it tastes fucking good. And I don't care. Joe Pantaleone. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like sometimes I feel <laughs> yes. like I feel that like in the morning you get up 
and especially like we're, we're in all this drama and the LP and stuff. And I just go, God, freedom seems so far away, far away. and so unachievable that like, yeah, like I can, I get the temptation to just give up because it's easier, but, but there's also something in me. And I think this is my Christian background that just pushes me forward to be like, I, I couldn't do it. Like as much as it's tempting, I know it would be easier. I know that it just, it would be wrong. And I would, I would, um, I wouldn't feel right in my soul. So as much as like what's around me is terrifying, uh, I have to keep going. Like it's just, it's not, it, it's, it's not a choice. Yeah, I was just talking about that with, with with my buddy Neil actually. We were talking about like even if we were in a simulation, it's like well, it doesn't matter because everything feels real, so it doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? So it's like right. just live it, like just make it what's best to the, until you're out of this thing. Like that's, that was a high, high, uh, example you're using because like again, like if you get caught, does it hurt? Okay, yeah. So if someone if 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 a being was to come down and be like, this is all fake, I go, well, it it feels real. It doesn't matter. Yeah, right. So you have to navigate like knowing that and just be like, even if this is all bullshit, well, it's still real to me. So just make the best what you can of it is how I look at it. Yeah, that's I, 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 solipsism is a useless mental, a, a useless mental, mental exercise. Sorry, I burp there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I, I think that at the end of the day, I mean, I have good reasons to believe that what's around me is real, but even if it isn't like, you know, it's what is it? It's like Shakespeare, like life is a stage and the actors must play its part. It's right. like, I don't know. Like, what am I going to do? Just like sit around and do fucking nothing all day. Exactly. Like that's just, it's just not an option. No, I don't think we're in a simulation either. I'm just saying like, if we were like hypothetically just for the fun sake yeah. of it, it's like, it doesn't matter. You gotta do it. <laughs> we're in it. We're already part of it. Uh, right. Now, again, you grew up very religious and you still are religious, but like you said, you grew up in a sheltered, which is usually conservative leaning. Very. Well, I grew real- up in a conservative household, but okay. like part of part of like the reason I became left leaning was out of like a rebelliousness, got it, sort got it, of, got it, got it, got it. because like yeah. I didn't because like I was taught things in school, I had interactions in school with people, and it just made me like, you know, like oh wow, I'm really sheltered, and uh, the worldview I was being fed isn't right. Which you know, still part of me feels that way today. I mean, like I, I I've kind of come back to some conservative leaning views but i also you know because i'm a libertarian and because uh not just a libertarian like an anarchist like there's also a lot in me that's you know i think i kind of have incorporated like the best of both you know what i mean kind of like some conservative leaning uh ideas some liberal you know leaning or progressive leaning ideas of you know to try to incorporate them and and really like as much as i use labels i try to not let labels rule me you know what i mean it's like i want my views I want to pursue pursue the truth, and I want to pursue what works. I don't want to be too tied down by labels and and like an ideal ideology to be like you know oh well I said I'm this so I have to you know check all these boxes off you know what I mean. What would a conservative view to you be like in your opinion? Like what's a view that you hold that you consider conservative? I mean, so. Um... I'm I'm very much a social conservative when it comes to sex and marriage. Okay. You know, like I, I think, and obviously the caveat being like, I don't want to use the government to force any of, you know, like this is for me. I don't want the government to get involved in your life and tell you what to do. Right. But, but as far as what I think is the best way to live life, what I'm going to, you know, model for my kids, what I want to teach the values I want to teach my kids and what I think would be best for everyone else and for society, if they voluntarily choose to do so, you know, I, I think that treating sex like some casual transaction is just not good. I think that, you know, as, as a Christian, I think sex made God a sex. Made, oh, my God. Sex made God. That sex. was an awful. Maybe, was an awful bro. Freudian you don't know. Maybe sex did <laughs> make God, Jacob. Don't be fucking close-minded, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a, God's a, parents were fucking, <laughs> you know, you don't know. <laughs> I'm a fucking heretic now. God damn it. Um, so, uh, God made sex. Um, and sex is good, but I think sex is meant to be enjoyed within the institution of marriage between a man and a woman. Um, you know, I, I, I don't go around talking about homosexuality and calling it sin, but I think that at the very least that the, the design that God made is man and woman. Um, you know, I don't think, you know, I have conservative views on gender. I, I, I think that men and women are different, equal in their value, equal in their rights, but, but different in a way that's beautiful i think that men and women were made to complement each other made to to you know that they're puzzle pieces that fit together and that god made 
to glorify him, to glorify his creation, and and for our own good. So those are you know kind of conservative viewpoints that I have. Well, I agree with the the man woman thing. I'm a big, I'm always I've always been big on that though my whole life. Like if you're a man, and by the way, I say this, if you consider yourself a man, then you have to take man roles. That's how what I say. So I'm like that means you got to fight people. You got to defend people. You got to fucking do the right thing. You got to stop bullying. Whatever the fuck a man a, a, a version you got to do that. So if you identify as a man, then do that role. If not, you ain't a man. Sorry, get the fuck out. <laughs> but like, uh, I'm the whole sex because I'm not religious, right? Like, I did go to Catholic high school. I'm technically Catholic. I was uh, baptized, confirmed, communion, whatever the fuck. I did all the stuff. I did all the Catholic stuff. Um, my wife, Catholic school teacher, right? But she's what in her own right. I, it's not whatever. I, I don't want to speak on her behalf, but like, sure. The whole sex thing, like in my twenties. I was a piece of shit. Like I, I was like, uh, I, I, a lot of random chicks, you know, a lot of one night stands, and I think that fucked me up. So I, I agree with you. Like I don't think I don't not to the point of marriage. I just think like maybe don't fuck everybody. <laughs> like, right? Like, yeah. Like, if you have a girlfriend, like you know, I'm like a long term. Like yeah, yeah, dude, have sex. That's crazy. But like I think what I was doing, I, I still struggle with this. Like it fucked me up. Like and I also I, I used to watch a lot of porn. I don't even watch porn anymore. Like, I stopped. I think Wait, I, porn, again, porn is destruct. Like porn it's is evil. Almost, I'm sorry, it's just bad. Yeah, <laughs> it's just, I, I think it's I think that. My brain. <laughs> yeah, I think porn is worse than it's premarital sex. So bad. Listen, yeah. do you? I would never say ban it or anything like that. I'm just saying like sure. I yeah. don't think it's good. And you, I think it's no. I think it's really there for like an occasional. It, Maybe if you're fucking on on the road, you you you're on the road, you have like a, a a job, you're on the road a lot. You're like, you know what? Stressed. Let me watch this for. A but like every day, every even monthly, it's fucking crazy. It, it destroyed my fucking brain. I, I I'm telling you, what, I went down a road that was not good, and then that translates to my personal life. So then, like, I'm doing all that sex, like I'm doing like, weird sex shit in my personal life, and like I'm meeting fucking weird chicks. You know, and like I'm not. I, I was wild. And like it, it, it broke my fucking brain in a negative way, and like it took me like a. It's still taking me time to like fix that shit. Cause I don't think that's good. I just don't think it's. It's my opinion. This is my opinion. I don't think it's good for you. But yeah, no, I agree. And I, again, I think I, I think it's yeah because even without the Christian worldview, I think that psychology shows that it's just. I mean, there's a lot of hormones at play. There's a lot of emotional things at play when you have sex. Um, you know, uh, as a Christian, I take it to the. I guess extreme that I think you should wait till marriage. I also recognize reality and that most people probably aren't going to do that, but at the very least, um, yeah, probably don't do a bunch of one night stands and random hookups. Like try to be in a committed relationship at the very least, you know, probably not even on the first date. You know, I think, I think that the more you, you, uh, you know, abstain from that stuff, the, the, I think, I think it's better for you. You know, I think that having discipline, like for me, the value of religion is, is discipline in your like emotional and personal life. You know what I mean? And I think that um, sometimes like the struggle here, especially like in libertarian circles is that people like, uh, you know, uh, oh, libertarian, fuck the state. I'll do whatever I want. It's like, okay, well you have the right to do whatever you want. And uh, I would never push my preferences or my viewpoints on you uh, through the government or through any, you know, even the church, I would not want the church to act as a government that forces people to conform to certain behaviors. Um, but at the same time, like libertarianism is uh, a thin philosophy, right? Like it describes rights. It des it describes the relationship of, uh, you know, what, uh, you know, property rights and you know, man to his fellow man. It's not a complete philosophy in terms of like how to live a good life. You know what I mean? So to me, it's like I'm a libertarian in a sense of like, that's my legal framework. That's like my philosophy of how, um, you know, men and women should organize in a societal sense, um, you know, in a, in a voluntary fashion, of course. Uh, I'm a Christian, though, because I think beyond that, I think that it's important to have a societal mechanism that preaches discipline and certain cultural uh, and, and ethical norms from, from some kind of structure. Um, I think the problem is too many libertarians and anarchists conflate all authority, all hierarchy, and all structure with tyranny. And it doesn't need to be that way. You can have, um, you know, uh, you can have those things. You can have hierarchical structural structures. You can have authority. You can have even structures that are like, you know, 
governing in a certain sense, but they're not tyrannical because they're completely voluntary and in the market. And so that's, that's a lot of like, that's the kind of stuff I talk about in my podcast a lot. It's just that, you know, people, cause people often think like you can't be a Christian and a libertarian, or especially you can't be a Christian and anarchist because those things are in conflict. And it's just, I don't, I don't think they are. I think, I think libertarianism consistently leading to anarchy because I'm a, an anarchist or anarcho-capitalist, voluntarist, whatever you want to call it. I think that um, what that speaks about is the 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 way I put it is horizontal uh, relationships, which is like man to fellow man. Uh, Christianity also talks about the vertical relationship between God and man, but just because I submit to God doesn't give me the right to rule over you. So the the two things just don't equate. Yeah, no, that makes sense. No, hundred percent makes sense because that. I mean, obviously, you already answered a lot of the questions I had about you know being religious and also being in liberty. But I guess yeah, they they really kind of blend because you're you're if if you're not trying to push your will on anybody, and which is who gives a shit. If you, and, if, and, yeah. and that's the that's the problem with Christianity. Like, I think the number one complaint people have about Christianity is how authoritarian it's been you know what i mean well i think and it's like they in, were, in the bad way because the, they, they were pushy and they were using well, the missions right the that's like they're i mean like i feel like christianity is the only real religion that goes around the world being like you want to be christian <laughs> it's like, like the jews aren't like we're gonna set up a a, a, a jew camp here and like we convert you guys and read the torah and like you know it's like there's none of that there's no like jew missionary jewish missionary like it's always christian it's always there's no Muslim like uh, missionaries. It's always just uh, Christian. So I feel I the feel Muslims like... just invade you. Well, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, they did in the in the in the Crusade. Well, everyone was invading everybody. Yeah. That's how it went. That's another thing too. Like history is fucking whack, and like right. we get like, especially the media and stuff will like prop, prop, uh, use their agenda and, and and propaganda against like America. Be like, oh, America had slavery. It's like, yeah, no, we did, but there's slavery going on right now, and you guys don't say shit about that, right? So like, or, do you care like about slavery? Like, what's the, what's the purpose of what you were just saying here? Because like, if you really care about slavery, you'd be talking about Libya every fucking right. day. Yep. And same thing. Like, if you care about the Holocaust, like people always going around like, oh, yeah. you're fucking fascist and Nazis. Uh, like, all right. Like, as much as you're going around trying to accuse people of being Nazis, I want to see twice as much content about calling out the genocide in Yemen right now, because that is the modern day Holocaust. So if the Holocaust is the worst thing that ever happened. Okay, it's it's happening right now. Truthfully, yeah. there's always some kind of genocide or holocaust going on. And you know, I'm 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 sorry about the holocaust that happened. Like I'm I'm part Jewish, so like I've I've been to the Holocaust Museum. I've seen, you know, like my family name and the, the name of lists and stuff. Like, you know, like, you know, that's it's it's heartbreaking. Don't get me wrong. But it's in the past. Right. And I can't change it. What I can do is learn from history yeah. and like, hey, you know how the Holocaust, how, how these things happen is because people don't speak up because people don't oppose them. So, like, if you care about that, then when it's happening in front of you, you know, when your tax dollars are funding a government that's literally doing that right now, then you should be sounding the alarm on that way more than you are uh, like, oh, Nick Ashley posted a number on Twitter that's that's. Uh, dog whistling to the alt right fascists and Nazis. Like, dude, like, I don't, I don't give a shit what I, Nick Ashley posts on Twitter. I give a shit yeah. what uh, the military industrial complex is doing to to kill hundreds of thousands of people in the Middle East right now. Yep. Uh, that that's the thing that's so annoying about like uh, the left and the right is like again they're just yelling out fascism to fit their agenda so much, but they truly don't really care about it, right? Because like again, like you just said. Well, they're both fascists, well, to course, be honest. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, there is literally children dying in Yemen every fucking day from starvation. And, like, I mean, massive bombs being dropped. And no one gives a fuck. Because you can't fit Yemen into your agenda about armed man bad or fucking Biden's losing his right. mind or whatever the fuck you want to say about whatever agenda you want to push. Right? So, like, you can't be like, yeah, well, Yemen, people don't care. <laughs> but we should care. We should care yeah. that. Bush started two wars and Obama tacked on four more and then Trump and Biden are like, we're going to pull the troops. Okay. You know, and that's, that's, I said this to about like uh, Trump heads. It's like, I go, uh, they were like, he wanted to pull the troops. I was like, stop. He, he's literally the only person with all the power to do that. And he didn't. So like, stop. With, I, it's, it's always, I, maybe, maybe I always wonder how much of the deep state has true control over that. And like, I think like, even if I was going to, with all of them. It, it, yeah, I mean, like, even if I was to give Trump the best, I don't think Trump wanted to end war from a moral position. I think it was more of like a, uh, it's not good business. Why are we wasting yeah, money, money here? Sure. But but even if Trump was like, let's say Trump had more like a Ron Paul leading in terms of being anti-war. It's like, I feel like 
I, I heard this. This was um, the way Dave uh, put it when he was on Joe Rogan one of the time. He was like, I think you can become president. You come with all the ideas and they go, cool. You know, your first day in office uh, before anything, we want to sit you down. And then they put the TV on and they show you uh, an angle of the JFK shooting that's never been seen before. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? So it's like, even if I want to give Trump the benefit of the doubt that like maybe he wanted to, it's like, I don't think he, I wonder how much power the president really has. I don't know. If I, I, I told... feel like a lot of times it's political theater to, sure. make, to, to keep us divided. And I, th- I really think that like the, the, the corporations and the the deep state, the FBI, the CIA, all these you know institutions. I feel like a lot of the unelected uh, bureaucracy and elites, they're the ones that really control things. Now, I think Donald Trump, in a lot of ways, not again, not really from like libertarian principled positions, but kind of more from his self interest and his brand. He was kind of a wrecking ball. Like he was um, kind of like an anti-establishment dude. That's why he got a lot of support. And the good thing about Donald Trump um, isn't that like I thought he was some libertarian savior and like the QAnon people can get fucked because like they're just <laughs> I mean, you know, this is the, the most annoying fucking shit I, I've ever had to endure is every time I go to the gun range and everyone's like, hey, hey you post you non guy. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, it's funny. I, I told I told I was talking to my wife about this. I was, like, I was like when the Q first started, I was like, listen, this is one of three things. Right. It, it can only be one of three things. It's real. It's fake. Like it's a troll, just having fun, or it's a psyop. Pick, yeah. <laughs> pick, pick your fucking door, right? But I'm gonna go with the two uh, more than the first one I said. I'm gonna yeah. go with either it's a troll or it's a psyop. Not so much real. That's my guess, and of course that's what it turned out to be, right? Um, yep. Talk about the Nick. I, I love Nick Ashley, by the way. I, I just had, uh, I just had him on the podcast too myself. I'm, I'm getting him on next month. Yeah, he's I'm the best. Uh, yeah. But like, this is what I was talking to uh, the Tower Power guys about. Uh, on their podcast, when I was on their podcast a few weeks ago, I was like, the, the these Lobert's libertarians, right? Like all these fucking rejects, they legitimately have no sense of humor. They have no Zero. nuance. They Zero. truly, they truly do not understand a joke. And like, I'm not being facetious here. I'm not speaking hyperbole. The big, I get humor. You act no, you actually do not. I'm a comic. I'm telling you, you don't get humor. And you're, like, you're not funny. Fine, that's fine. You don't have to think I'm funny. But I do understand where jokes are coming from. I do understand context. That's fine. You can think I'm shit. That's, I don't care. But, like, the fact that, like, we are we are now, so I do it too. We are now in the sense of, like, now we're just making fun of you guys because it's so fun. And, like, you deserve it. Sorry. And but, like, I'm not going to stop. Yeah, and, like, they don't understand. Like, Nick, Nick Ashley and a lot of people, they wouldn't be posting uh, on, on their Twitter, like, that whole, like, 5,999,999, like, the reason they did that is not because they actually care about that. They like about in you. a vacuum, they would right. not be posing it at all. Never. They're doing it because they know it's going to drive you fucking right. crazy. And like your entertainment for them. Like, like, like this is where, you know, like, like if you're going to complain about trolls, you need to also complain about the people who feed the trolls and no one feeds the trolls more than the fucking loser brigade. Like they are Worst. half like, like, like I love Nick. But I feel like the reason Nick has as much of a following as he does is because of the loser brigade, yes. people like that. You know what I mean? Like, like they fuel and then, the, but like, there's a brilliance to it because, so like, I, I've been on both sides of the troll argument where, like, for a while, I wasn't offended by it, but I kept on telling people, like, can we stop wasting our time with this? Like, you know, this back and forth. It's it's a waste of time. It's distracting. Let's focus on the the stuff that matters. Um, and this isn't a good look. Like, I was like, I'm not offended by it, but this isn't a good look for libertarianism if we're trying to, like, you know, get more people to buy into it. Um, and I still have some sympathies to that point of view. On the other hand, um, it's been, like, the most effective strategy over the past uh, six months in terms of, like, getting all the bad actors out of the party and the movement and exposing them, you know what I mean? To be like, your priorities are so whacked that you're literally spending all day, right. every podcast that the Fakertarians puts out, every post they put out practically anymore, all these people talk about is the fastest takeover of the LP and the alt-right and, the, and, and you know, uh, the Ron Paul newsletters and uh, Tom Woods is the neo-confederate. I mean, it's like, that's all they talk about. Yeah. And it's like, and they're all, you, by the way, lying and wrong too. That's even yeah. w- without saying they're lying and wrong. Uh, I want to go on fakeitarian so bad, but they'll never have me on because, and I mean this, Jacob. If I ever I get, get on that podcast, I would just trash them until they remove me from that streamyard. Because, because Nick and I talked about this. 
they they here, here I'll get you on because they they want me on. So what I, I'll do is I'll tell them I'll tell them I'm only coming on if Adam comes on with okay, me. Okay, yeah. Yes. We'll do it. But but Jake, <laughs> I'm gonna get kicked out. I'm telling you. I won't curse. I won't I won't I won't even say anything. Like I'll just trash their looks. I'll trash their weak status. I'll tra I'll beat the shit out of them verbally and it'll be fun. And I'll get a bunch of new followers out of it. <laughs> because but I also don't want to give them the views. Is the other yeah, thing too. That, I, I keep going back and forth because like they they invited me on a while back and I kind of, it'd been a while. I've been on once before actually. Um, and I hadn't been on in a while. I thought, eh, maybe it's been long enough. It's time to go back on there. And, you know, like, yeah, you know, I don't want to debate them constantly, but once in a while, that'd be effective. But then when Josh and Nick went on, I was like, I can't, like, I can't follow that up. That was, that was beautiful. No, well, that was such an epic roasting. This is what Nick and I were talking about. You, if you do their show, the whole purpose of your job is to make them look like a joke. If you go in there with an ounce of serious debate, you lost. Right. You lost. Because they're they're not looking to debate you. They're not. They're looking to try to poke holes or try to call you something that you're not. They're not really there for intellectual debate. So if you want to do their show, which I would love to do with you now, that's a great idea. I'm going to go on there. I'm going to embarrass the fuck out of them. Because that's what they deserve. They deserve an embarrassment. Like, that's all they are. They're there to get embarrassed because that's what you deserve. You don't try to better yourselves ever. So I'm gonna keep making you realize you're a fucking joke, and that's the other thing I, I, I was talking about. Like when you're your other side of the troll argument, we were like, "Oh, come on, let's let it go." I think you shouldn't get engaged in it. I think like Rob, like guys like Dave, he's too beyond it now, right? But like you, it's too important to not let go because then the narrative could switch. If no one's combating the narrative, then their narrative could win. So you like let I, I say like let guys like Nick, like guys like me, like guys like the fucking talent, like Fat Dave. We'll do it. I'll do it. I'll shit these guys back because, like, I'm a com. I'm not, you know, like, I'm not running for fucking office. I'm not. I'm not running for anything. Like, let me be the soldier in the streets so you guys can actually promote the message to the regular person, and I'll combat these fucking idiots. Because we need people like both of us to do that. I think they both help. Like you said, that's how we grew. Because people right. saw them attack us, we would troll them. And then they would just start cursing and, and doxing, and people were like, fuck these people. Like, yep, yeah, that's it. We won. Thank you. Yeah. Because well, we just you don't know, take them seriously. Well, like, that, that, that actually, when you asked me earlier what got me involved in the party, it was partly the Macy's Caucus and Dave. But, like, so I became an anarchist very quickly after I became a libertarian. And, but because I was an anarchist, I was very anti politics. And I was like, you know, what, what, what's the point of the LP? I didn't get it. Um, and then, uh, I had some criticisms about the Macy's caucus because I was like, sometimes you guys seem to come across a little bit too like antagonistic. And I don't know why you guys are always like, um, you know, you're acting very tribal. Um, and, uh, but then I started to actually like, I, I joined the Figuritarians discussion group. I started to pay attention. And then I saw these assholes go after Josh Smith and his family. And I saw these assholes going after my Michael Heiss and, and all these, you know, innocent people and, and being just absolutely disgusting human beings to, to all these people. And, and that's honestly part of what pushed me over the edge into joining was going like, Oh, um, turns out you guys actually weren't the ones being tribal. Like you were, it's it kind of like when you show up, uh, like in high school, you show up and you see someone punch your best friend. And so then you're like, um, oh no, sorry. Like the other way, like you show up, you see your best friend punching someone like, dude, chill out. And then like you, you miss the context of like, just before then, like the, the guy he's punching, like slapped his girlfriend or something. Right. And, like, if you had seen the context, you would have jumped right in. But like, I didn't understand the context. It took me a little bit to catch up to it. Then when I finally realized it was like, oh, you guys were just punching back at these dickwads that were being like absolute trash to you. And yeah, it's kind of deserved. I mean, I'm always like, as a Christian, I have more of like a, um, a peacemaking attitude, you know, Jesus taught, like, turn the other cheek, uh, overcome, uh, don't overcome evil with evil, but overcome evil with good. And, like, uh, I tried that the best. I tried that for months, even after I joined the caucus. I tried to reach out to these people in good faith and be like, why do you guys hate us? Why are you guys going after Tom Wood? Why are you guys going after Dave Smith? Like, like, like I just don't understand it. I kept trying to engage them on, like, that intellectual good faith level. And it got me nowhere, except they actually started coming after me and my family. So then I just kind of like, you know, I snapped kind of in the way that Josh snapped. And I was just like, there's there's no point. These people aren't, you you can't, I was like, you know what, like, you just said turn the other cheek. But I think, you know, like, he didn't say turn the other cheek and then do it again and then do it again 
and then do it again yeah. and just sit there and get slapped endlessly. Like a fucking like, Three Stooges routine, dude. <laughs> right. It's like, you know, at some point, you're allowed to like back up and stop letting them slap you in the face. And you know, at some point, I, I think that you are allowed to, to strike back to, to, to a certain extent. Hey, I believe from my uh, previous Catholic school knowledge um didn't jesus fuck up some shit back in the day flip over yeah, the whole yeah uh, yeah he, he the, um, the market he, he you know i don't was jesus turning the other cheek when he chased the money uh changers out with whips from the yeah. temple That's pretty cool <laughs> like <so> to <laughs> me happened? it's like now now like you know jesus wasn't actually committing violence so like i obviously am not advocating for violence against people but um sometimes you have to use some harsh words and get a little um you know animated and and pissed off and when people are when you're confronted with evil or people being corrupt or people being disingenuous, uh, you sometimes have to approach that in a way that's like, I'm going to expose this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and and, there, and there's, there's utility to, but sometimes you, sometimes there's utility to sitting there and taking the shot and that can expose it. But sometimes it's also like, you just, you need someone like you or like Josh or like Nick to just, roast them and be like you know like like G jesus roasted the pharisees so many times and yeah. called them like you know you see a vipers you uh and and a bunch of other things i can't remember but i mean in, 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 people have like repainted jesus to be like this meek weak like you know like you know it's like like white jesus right like, like <laughs> yeah. long blonde hair yeah, yeah. and he just walk like hippy dippy jesus just like yeah. oh, everybody just love shaggy i call him shaggy jesus yeah, yeah shaggy G yeah and like no like jesus was actually probably like this like huge hebrew dude like he was a carpenter right right he probably had, like these big burly hands and he was probably like you know fucking ripped <laughs> you know he's probably like john cena right just coming in but you know like, <laughs> john cena's like oh it's fucking jesus Putting people through tables and shit that'd be yeah. sick <laughs> <laughs> yep. yeah it's just like i'm from Staten island dude so like listen the, the, growing up if someone shit on you and like embarrass you or like put their hands on you hey man there's no like don't do that there's like all right we're fighting now because I can't let you make me out to be a bitch in front of all these other people. Because then I'll forever be a bitch. Like, do you understand? Like, that's how that works. So just, it, it's the same with the Mises and, and these fucking uh, loser brigade. They're lying about us and they're making us look like a bitch. And if we just sat back and went, that's not true. Don't say that. Then everyone's going to be like, look at these fucking pussy racists. <laughs> like, you know, you know, but we're like, no, actually, that's not true. Also, grow a chin, you fucking loser. Lose some, like, you know, or whatever other insult we could throw at them. Because we have to defend ourselves. Because we, people see that and they go, oh, they're getting attacked. They're, they're defending themselves. And these people are also then doxing the people they're attacking. So yeah. they're, start, they're instigating and then upping the instigation by attacking, like, family members of people who they don't like. Like, posting yeah. Heist's fucking, like, wedding venue and shit. Like, yeah, that, that's, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's just, you know, the, and then, like, you know, they posted a picture of my house, which was like, uh, I don't know, that's stupid. Uh, our our friend Reed, they posted his like work information and stuff. Yeah, you know what I mean, like, like that's just you don't go after people's livelihoods. You don't make threats against their family and stuff. But these are and also people, the same people. People are, people are making threats to call. And what's funny is that like, you, I don't want to mention names at all, but we know a person who had CPS called on them in yes, our yes, local party. Terrible. Before that, there was people on Facebook saying, uh, "Just turn your kids into the state because they 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 won't be human if they're raised by you." Yeah, and I was like these people are willing awful. to go after our fucking children. And let me tell you something: like there will be no cheeks turned for that. Yeah. There will there will th this this safe back here. Okay, <laughs> I usually joke around and say that I lost all my guns in a boating accident and that this is empty. Um, but you know. Don't 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 but, test but, me on that. But Jacob, like like these are the same people that look like Archie. Like they're not gonna do shit. Like these people are legitimate. The, yeah, these the, are legitimate the keyboard warriors. <laughs> where the minute you ever confront them in person, they don't even they can't make eye contact with you, dude. They can't because like, they're cowards. So let them post all the shit they want to. They ain't doing shit. I'm not worried about. It. Like, I'm really not ever worried about it ever. Well, part of me almost feels like we're at the point now where they just need to be ignored. I mean, like I mean, like if they come out with some really like you know, coordinated attacks against sure. us and we need to respond. Okay. But for the most part, I'm like, I feel like we've made our point. I feel like we've exposed them. Um, but we can't waste too much more time punching down. You know what I mean? They it's get like zero, they get zero likes and shit on their, um, normal videos. Yeah. Zero. Yeah. Uh, their tweets, they get zero interaction. They get zero interaction on their tweets unless we engage with it. Right. And like, you know, it's like, like the other, like yesterday, I think it was, 
uh, I made a tweet and then Archie uh, responded to it. Then I responded to it. And I literally think up until this morning, that thread and all the sub threads that came out of it was still going. And like, you know what? I probably should have just ignored it. Yeah. I probably should have just ignored it. Here's here's the thing, dude. This is, this is my fun little uh, comedian trick for you or uh, how to handle troll trick for you. Even again, they don't understand. They, they literally, they can't work in a world of comedy or jokes. They're just serious. So when they hit you with a point, just be like, shut the fuck up, nerd, LOL. Something well, as simple uh, as that. And they will write a paragraph back at you. And then you and then your response is, I ain't reading that, LOL. And just keep breaking that. They just keep they cause they don't understand what to do. My my favorite part of it was that, like they, they posted this thing. I forget what it was, but it was just like, You find this funny? And I was and I was like, Yeah, it's funny. Yeah. I go, no, actually, hilarious. I found it hilarious. Hilarious would be the like, word I would use. Yeah, I don't know. And I, and I tell you, listen, you don't have to like dark humor if you don't want to. I mean, there's even some dark humor that sometimes crosses a little bit of a line for me. I, I don't like to make too many jokes about suicide. I, I get that that's, you know, for some people that are in the dark humor, uh, they'll disagree with me on this. I, I feel like it's it's one of those subjects that might best be left alone or touched very rarely and delicately um but that's just because i know people who have committed suicide oh i do too one of my best um, so, one, one, a good friend of mine shot himself in a hotel room because yeah. his life was falling apart but but i I, get but I I get that there's people that disagree with me on that and their point I is do. that like we use <laughs> yeah it's like but like you know and i, I mean i don't want to put words in your mouth people have told me it's like humor is a is often a coping mechanism for the darkest things of life and that being able to joke about it helps psychologically it with being able to cope greatly. with it yeah, oh. and and I and I get that. I, I totally do. Um, also, it's just comedy subjective. True. Like, like that's what I'm saying. So you like, and by the way, I don't think that everybody should find every topic funny. That's not what I mean when I say like I disagree with you. When I, when I disagree with you is like I don't. When you said I think you should be left alone or touched lightly, I think you should touch as much as you want. But if you suck at the joke, then your punishment is people stare at you and don't laugh. Right. So that, that, but, that's that's part of the thing. Is like if you're going to touch those subjects, though. You right. understand? Like, in other words, like, you don't have the right to then stand up in the audience as an audience member and be like, I don't like that. No, 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 no. Like, if I'm on stage and I'm doing suicide material, which I don't even have any, but let's say I was, and you hated it, then you're, then the audience member's job is to just shut the fuck up and just not laugh. It's right. when you interrupt the show, that's when it becomes a, a, a fucking a thing, right? Because, like, well, you, you can not like it, but don't interrupt the show. Because other people might like it. But, like, also, like, all jokes come from the same place of funny. You don't know if they're funny or not until you say it. So, like, I don't know if my suicide joke might be funny or not. I have to say it in front of people. So, like, it might yeah. suck. I have to try it a bunch of times in front of a bunch of strangers. That's how comedy works. Other thing, like, musicians, you can play at your house and be like, that sounds awesome, and then take it to public. But I could tell a joke into my mirror all day, and I could find it funny. But then I could come in, I could come in the studio, and then I could look at Jesse, who's a comic also, and be like, huh, and tell the joke to him. Be like, that's fucking retarded dude like what the fuck that was not funny i'm like oh i thought it was funny in my house because we don't know we can't tell <laughs> right so like comedy is right. totally subjective and like i don't think you have to laugh at everything it, it's like music because like sometimes like you know i mean i i have a guitar back there i used to play more i don't play as much anymore but you're coming up with like riffs or little like instrumentals and stuff or uh you know a little line or something you're like oh this sounds cool and then you play for somebody and they might go oh, yeah that's awesome or they might go that that sounds pretty dumb bro like i don't know like uh, i don't know what you're going with that like it doesn't doesn't fit so it's just it, you know it is it, a lot of this stuff is subjective and you know but at the same time might be jokes where you know you could tell a joke to one crowd and they you might get a couple chuckles and then the next night you can tell the joke and a lot of people laugh at it you know what i mean like I've, comic I, I, I know I, i've been to comedy shows where a comic made a joke and like i felt like i was the only one that laughed at it because i'm like oh, i get it and then you're like wait no one else is laughing am i stupid what's going on <laughs> No, it's just sometimes some things resonate. Yeah. They don't. I mean, sometimes like we'll make jokes for the other comics just listening. Like we'll know it's not funny. True. But we know they'll yeah. find it funny, and you'll just hear like four laughs, and you're like, "That's for the comics in the back." <laughs> you know. Well, the other thing is like I feel like a lot of times the libertarian comics make liber like like more like inside libertarian jokes that like I'll get and laugh at. Then my wife, who is a libertarian but not as involved in the inner politics and stuff, will be like, "I don't, I don't get it." So first of all, there's like, like she doesn't like get the reference. Five libertarian comics out there and i'm one of True. them <laughs> i'm not kidding like i'm it's me dave robbie lou perez 
Chrissy Mayer, I guess if you count, she's not, I, I, I just, I, I asked her, she's not technically libertarian, but she leans a lot libertarian values. That's it. I can't I guess, think. Um, of, oh, Kyle Ruff, J, JP uh, Sears, I guess, kind of counts. Or he's not a comic. He doesn't do comedy. Yeah, uh, he, he he calls himself a comic, but I don't. Know. Yeah, no, no, no. Okay. But see, I'm a stickler, and unless you're right. on stage telling jokes to a fucking microphone, you're not a comedian. You might be funny. He you did. Might a, do he did. Skits. He did a. He did a comic. A stand-up at one point. Oh, I, mean, I, don't, I don't think it's his regular I, thing. I, I'm not super into him, honestly. So I just yeah. know of him. I know he's a, like a humorous guy. I don't know if he ever... If he did, I apologize to him. If he actually did stand-up, I apologize. But if he doesn't, fuck him. He's not, <laughs> he's not a comic. I hate that. Dude, I have improv people tell me. So like, I'm a comedian. I go, no, you do improv, bro. You do improv. You don't do comedy. <laughs> it's not the same fucking thing. I'm a real asshole right. with that. But I think... Jess, you that way, too? I just got to ask another comic real quick. You that way, too? What? Like, uh, I only consider you a comedian if, like, you do what you and I do. Like, actually go on stage and do comedy. Like, improv's not... Like, yeah. I mean, yeah, for the most part, yeah. I mean, if you're a stand-up comedian, yeah, you're, like, going out there. Yeah, like, I don't shit. consider improv stand-up. Like, if, you, if you're if you an improv guy, you go, I'm a comic. I go, no, you're not. You, you do improv, right? Like, is that fair to say? Yeah. All right. Unless, yeah. They, unless they actually do... Right. Yeah, they have to do it. They have yeah, to no do it, though. Right? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so unless agree. you're doing it. But, like, that's the thing, too, is, like, I don't really uh, talk about... Um, libertarian stuff on stage, because like uh, it, it it's so niche and it divides crowds, you know, and like stuff like that. Now, if I'm at a libertarian like uh, the Mesa stuff event, right? Sure, because yeah. that's so that's the place to do it. But, right, but like when I played that for her, it was like half the stuff she laughed at, and half that she was like, I don't get it. And I was like, yeah, it's because like the jokes kind of oriented towards like our crowd and like, you don't understand like the inside reference or just the context of it. Are you going to, uh, the Virginia thing? October 2nd? Uh, I don't, what Virginia thing the, exactly? It's, uh, it's like, oh, the uh, thing? Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I wasn't planning on it, but now I might have to because I, I was originally trying to go to the Tom Woods event, but I can't make it to that because I have something else I'm doing that day that, believe it or not, is more important than going to Tom Woods thing. <laughs> so it's, um, I'm not gonna say it because I don't think he's announced it yet. But um, but yeah, because I'm not doing that, maybe I'll try going to that. Says October second. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah uh, me, Robbie, and Dave are doing comedy at the after show party, which is fun. Yeah, I'll check it out. That'd be cool to come down. Um, all right, we got. Uh, we're again. I'm getting the wrap it up symbol. I think we've been going for a bit. So, let me ask you this then before we go. Where do you think, like, the Mises Caucus will be? two to four years from now? Hmm. I mean, a lot of it depends on what happens in national next year. If, if we, I think if we get done, what we want to get done in national next year, um, I think by 20, you know, 24, I think most likely Dave with Maz or whoever decides to go, whoever gets nominated to go with him. I think he'll be, you know, going around, uh, you know, Torin doing his campaign stuff. I think the Macy's caucus is slowly growing in recognition. You know, Mike and Dave are going on Tim Pole soon. Yeah, it's cool. Um, so, I mean, I, I think that the Macy's caucus is going to, you know, not become a household name, but become more, more popular, more recognized. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know, you know, there's just, there's so much uncertainty, but I, I do see, uh, the Mises caucus taking over the LP. I think it's an inevitability at this point. I think in a lot of ways we've almost de facto uh, taken a, maybe not like completely taken it over, but I think we now have a more, like we, we have a pretty sizable control over enough affiliates that um, it's, it, it's at worst, it's like 50 50. But I think that we have more of an edge than the people who are in non-Mises are. So I don't know. It, it's going to be interesting to see what happens because we've been in such an adversarial mode. It's going to be like if we get to the top of the hill and then we get Dave to do his campaign thing, it'll be interesting to see what comes ne next once we're kind of like we are the ones in the steering wheel, right? Um, what we have to avoid is we don't want to we don't want to become the old guard. You know what I mean? And like I heard a lot of people make that criticism. Like Matt Erickson says, like, well, the LP, the Mises Cog is going to take over, but they're just going to revert back to being the old guard and the Sarwarks. It's like, well, we can't do that. I don't think we will either, though. Honestly, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think we will. But it is something to be Concerned. aware of, yeah. of, of, of a danger because, like, once you get there, then there's like that temptation to be like, you know, to, to I mean, like, because there has to be a change of strategy 
like when you go from focusing inward at the LP to focusing out, you know what I mean? Um, but I think we have to stick to what got us here. You know what I mean? So I think if we stick true to our roots and uh, continue the path forward, I, I think we're going to start seeing, like, I think the Macy's caucus has a lot of great uh, resources and strategies to make that idea of the de decentralization revolution a thing. And I think you're going to start seeing the Mises caucus referenced more, probably in negative ways. We're going to start seeing some more hit pieces from the mainstream media yeah. and stuff. People, you know, saying, because like we, we push decentralization and secession. Yeah, like I, I know, know some libertarians don't like to talk about it, but we well, push they're secession. They're fucking losers. And, yeah. But you know what? That's going to become more mainstream and we're going to have to start taking those hits. Like if we can't get, if we can't put up with, a loser on Twitter calling us a neo confederate. Right. Trust me, New York Times is going to throw I that know. at us ten times more. By the way, we got to be ready. I can't wait for them just to play all the Legionist gang clips. <laughs> I, it's going to be fun. It's going to be really but, funny. But, but you know, Dave has the most brilliant comeback. Oh, I, know, for I know. I know. Which I, is like, I, yeah. well, listen, yeah, I made some dumb jokes on a podcast. You guys drop bombs on children. No, he's right. He is yeah, right. So, but it's it just it's just well, gonna be funny. Well, we can go apple. We can go. We can go uh, eye for eye, tooth for tooth. It's just gonna be funny with all the out of context clips here because they're all yeah. gonna be out of context, right? Every single one's yeah. gonna be out of context. But it's it is gonna be as a comic. I'm like that's gonna be funny. <laughs> it's gonna be funny to see them just try to drag them. Uh, no, but of course you're right. Uh, all right, interesting. And I think I think you're right too. I think hopefully the way things turn out next year, which I think will be in our favor, I think we're on a real path to something great, which is awesome. Um. Jacob, tell everybody where they can find you, all your social media and your podcast and all that stuff. Cool. Uh, Twitter at Biblical Anarchy, uh, Facebook, Daniel Three Biblical Anarchy. Um, and then my podcast is on YouTube. Uh, same thing, Daniel Three Biblical Anarchy. And I'm also I'm on any, just about any podcast platform you could find Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. You know, I'm, I'm on like, seven or eight different ones ones that even i've never even heard of before so odds are if you got a, if, you, if there's a podcast platform you, you use odds are if you search for me i'm on there um but yeah you can go check me out at those places awesome and you guys know where to catch me at i'm nutter and all this stuff please uh subscribe to this channel uh youtube.com slash i'm nutter that'd be very cool and rate and view on itunes and all that good shit uh and sub all the other stuff again coming out september 11th to the pop-in 730, 930 shows, drop events. Those tickets will sell out, so please get your tickets now. All right, Jacob, thank you, sir. And of course, I'll listen to our podcast, Take Human Action Podcast, that we do with uh, Rob uh, Calvern and Matt Rickline. Check that out. Yeah, too. absolutely. Yep. Uh, it's a fun time. All right, guys, peace. Thanks for listening. Find Adam on social media, Twitter and IG at Adam Nutter or Facebook and TikTok at Adam Nutter Comedy. And for podcasts and merch, check out www.droptent.com. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe so you never miss an episode.